What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. And boy, is this a fun one, because the whole team is finally healthy, they're back together, they're playing incredible, and they have moved all the way up to the third seed in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia 76ers are one of the hottest teams in basketball. They have been absolutely incredible on the court together. James Harden and Joel Embiid have been playing like the best duo in basketball. So let's jump right into it. As I mentioned, the Sixers third in the East now, sitting at uh, 28-16. and They've passed the Brooklyn Nets, of course, without Kevin Durant for a couple of weeks. But uh, the Sixers are now 3-0 and to start their Western Conference road trip, taking wins against uh, Utah and both LA teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, and some very impressive wins. And a uh, Against Utah, you know, one point victory without uh, Laurie Markin for Utah seems like a, you know, a down game for the Sixers. But for those who watch, you can see the Sixers played very well as a team. The Utah Jazz actually played some very impressive basketball, but the Sixers were flowing. They let up some unfortunate runs, but ultimately at the end of the day, uh, they showed some very promising things. Of course, Joel Embiid being the leader with 30 points and seven rebounds. Uh, but the reason he was the leader of this game was because he hit the game-winning jump shot with just a couple of seconds left in the game. And, you know, in any away matchup, a game-winner just feels great. But especially when you've watched Joel these last couple of weeks. Of course, you know, you see him through three and a half quarters. He plays absolutely incredible. But it seems like in the last couple of minutes of some fourth quarters, Joel has struggled a little bit, uh, you know, making the right decisions, taking some bad, unnecessary shots. But it was really nice to see how Joel played at the end of this Utah game because he really kept his composure. It was not all about him by any means. Uh, swung one to the corner for a big shot. Um, James Harden uh, hit a shot right before, so ball wasn't fully in Embiid's hands all the time, and ultimately it allowed for him to get a good shot off to uh, win the game, so that was incredible. And along with that, James Harden had one of his best games of the season, finishing with 31 points, 6 boards, 11 assists. Harden was just facilitating out there, and he looked, you know, like the James Harden of old. I know I say that a lot when he has these big games, but I was very, very impressed by how James Harden played in this game. And James Harden has just been really great for the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, the bright spot in that terrible Thunder loss at home. Um, but really, just, just every game you see James Harden going out there and giving it, you know, outside of the the big strong effort that we love to see his conditioning looks better obviously that playmaking is incredible but you know you see James Harden's passion for playing for the Sixers recently really come out you know wanting to get his teammates involved wanting to get Embiid involved getting excited when Embiid you know makes a big play and that's you know, you've seen him get out in transition and try those, you know, between the legs passes and all these this extra stuff to, you know, try to get the team hyped up. And I really think it's worked. And I think James Harden has been a very key player in orchestrating, you know, this huge this huge run and this this camaraderie for the Sixers team. So I've been really pleased with how James has played recently. And I really like how he contributes to the team dynamic, something that fans were very worried about come Ben Simmons trade. Of course, they weren't worried that he was going to be worse than Ben for the team. But they were worried, you know, he, he's bounced around a little bit. And when I say bounced around, I don't mean, you know, a lot of teams. But, you know, he went from the, the Rockets superstar and, and all of a sudden he wanted out. Then he went to the Nets. And then, you know, there was a bun a couple of problems with the Nets. Uh, and then the first season, they said he might get traded, stuck it out. And then right again in the second season, issues arose. Uh, you know, when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving on your team, it seems like that's a team you want to try to win a championship with. But as we've seen moving forward, uh doesn't seem like James was too much of the problem there because he seems to be flourishing in Philly. There doesn't seem to be any kind of chemistry problems. And team's looking great, you know, knock on wood. But it's uh, been really nice to see James really adapting with the team. And I think this is the best he's looked with the Sixers. Uh, moving on, big news, Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench uh, in the Utah game. And, you know, 
this is very, very interesting because Tyrese Maxey, it's not like he's coming off the bench fresh off injury. It's been, you know, a week or two now that he's been back. And this was a conscious decision by Doc Rivers who said they're going to switch up the starting lineup depending on matchups. And, you know, he's got a lot of criticism for this. But at the end of the day, Maxey's still playing 30-plus minutes. He had 21 points, five threes. Uh, they won the game. So I don't think you can complain too much. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if you need more defense in your starting lineup, uh, you play Melton. But as, as long as Maxey's getting his minutes, I don't see any big problem with it. Maxey, after the game, saying something along the lines of, I think I'm a starter in this league, but I'm going to do what it takes to win. You know, he didn't seem too thrilled about coming off the bench, but... I think Maxi will start a majority of games, and if he comes off the bench, I think it's for a good reason. And at some point, you got to put your trust in your head coach. They they've chose not to fire him at this point, which means they have a lot of confidence in him. They're going to let him make these decisions. And hey, if it leads to wins, then uh, I don't think you could criticize him until you know something negative starts happening with it. I think one of the main criticisms is that you need a starting lineup that's played together, has that chemistry come playoff time. I don't necessarily know how true that is. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Maxi's getting his minutes with Harden. He's getting his minutes with Embiid, getting his minutes with all the starting guys and the bench guys. And I think having that chemistry with everyone on the team can be very important, especially if Doc thinks he's going to use something like this in the playoffs. Uh, it's much better to try it out now in the regular season when you can afford to drop a game or two. Uh, not that you want to, but you can afford to drop a game much more now than uh, experimenting later in the year. So I think that honestly, I'm a, I'm a fan of this decision and. I'm not a fan of benching Tyrese Maxey per se, but you know, switching it up every once in a while and trying to find the best fit makes sense at the end of the day, especially coming up towards the trade deadline when you're trying to figure out where you could really use players to insert into your lineup. But anyway, Tyrese Maxey played great off the bench, didn't seem too upset about it. So moving on, Shake Milton also had a very good game in this one, scoring 17 points on efficient shooting. So that's pretty much the, the Utah game. Uh, Sixers able to pull out a pretty, pretty decent win against not the best team without their best player, but... It ends up being a positive one, so not going to dwell on that too much. Moving on to the Lakers game, uh, you know, anytime the Sixers play in the, what is it now, the Crypto Bank Arena, um, you know, it's always a fun time, obviously, the formerly Staples Center, but Sixers able to pull this one out by one point as well, and Bede loves playing in LA, 35 points, 11 boards, Harden 24, 7, and 13, another crazy night for this duo who has been playing out of their minds again. Uh, Maxi again comes off the bench in this one, scores 16 points, go along with five boards. So pretty solid night. You know, he got his minutes, so not too much to complain about. Tobias Harris also back in LA, of course, uh, played for the Clippers, not the Lakers, but 15 points, five boards, three assists. And George Yang hitting two threes. Uh, he had a huge three down the stretch, and uh, he got a huge final stop along with Joel Embiid on Russell Westbrook to win the game. There were talks about whether or not uh, Westbrook got fouled by Embiid, maybe grabbed him on the wrist a little bit, but... Give George Niang his credit, man. I think he he tipped that ball. He got in the right position, hands straight up. George Niang with a defensive game-winning play is absolutely crazy. <laughs> you love to see it, though. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, say what you want about George Niang, man. Might not be the most athletic dude in the league. Uh, might not have the best handle. Might not, you know, run down the court the fastest. But this man is giving valuable minutes. And he has earned himself not only big minutes on the Sixers team, but minutes down the stretch. George Niang has started to close out games, hit big shots for the Sixers. So say what you want, man. But bang, bang, Niang looks like he's here to stay. Uh, I would love the Sixers to resign him, man. As I've said, he's been my favorite player in this entire season. Coming from a team that has the MVP candidate Joel Embiid and superstar James Harden, that's crazy to say. But the energy this man plays with, and it just keeps coming, man. Gotta love Bang Bang George Niang. 
Also, you know, great guy on and off the court. Uh, really fun, good culture for the city. I'll say it every episode. I love George Niang, man. And this game was super fun to watch. You know, of course, I'm getting out of my seat. I'm screaming bang, bang every single time he hits those big threes. But this one was different, man. Joel found him in the corner for a huge shot down by, uh, what were they at that point? Down by one, put him up by two. Big with like a minute 30 left in that game. George Niang just one of you know just a giant shot and if he could start hitting stuff like that on a consistent basis um you know you can trust him for the playoffs you have a shooter like that to hit a big shot in the playoffs man uh i think george niang is here to stay hopefully in philly for for at least a couple more years but yeah good win against the lakers nonetheless um you know they did of course they don't have anthony davis but anytime you beat the lakers uh I feel like it's it's just a good omen. You you love beating the Lakers anytime, um, especially you know with LeBron James being the player that he is, um, scoring what did he have thirty five eight and ten in this one? So really impressive showing from him. Uh, they were a little bit shorthanded, uh, you know. Aside from AD, they didn't have like Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, Pat Bev, but you know LeBron went off and Russ also went off with twenty points, fourteen boards, eleven assists. So triple double off the bench for Russ. So don't get me wrong, they still got a lot of talent. They're still a scary team to play on any given night. But Sixers able to get uh, take care of business there. And then two days later, got to go right back to the same arena this time to play the Clippers. Clippers record again also not that impressive, but they're fully healthy for this one. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, of course, you got, you know, just the solid role player, solid bench that they got. Uh, this was my favorite to win the West coming into the season, and I'm not so sure that they're not going to win the West. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, you know, not the best start to the year, but a lot of injuries have derailed that. Uh, the Sixers come in, though, and uh, they look really strong. This is one of my favorite Sixers games of the entire year. Not because, you know, maybe it was the most fun, most entertaining, most high scoring, but the Sixers just looked really, really good as a team. You know, of course, you know, Kawhi's going to do his thing at 27. But aside from Kawhi, I was really impressed by all facets of the game from the Sixers. Offense, defense, uh, you name it. You know, Joel, 41 points, nine boards. Of course, the the catalyst in this one, shooting over 50%. Uh, just having his way with Zubats and the rest of the guys. Uh, Tobias Harris in his revenge game played incredible. 20 points, six rebounds, uh, six assists, shooting eight of 12 from the field. Tying a career high in steals with five. All in the first half, may I mention. Uh, Harden, a little bit of an off night, only six points, but he only took six shots and uh, nine assists, which, you know, at the end of the day, got the job done. Sixers were in control for, for most of this one. They let up a little bit in that third quarter, but ultimately were able to get it back. Uh, and that was really thanks to uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, again, coming off the bench in this one, but he put up 22 points. Uh, he had like 11 points in the first three minutes of the fourth quarter, which just lit a fire under the Sixers that allowed them to take care of business and finish this one strong. Also, uh, George Yang hitting his three threes, uh, had a big one there in that fourth as well to kind of uh, send a little bit of a message there. And you know, George got hype after that one. So again, just really nice to see the team gelling, you know, the, the big, the key players playing their key roles. Um, Maxi embracing his role off the bench, not necessarily too happy about it, but he's playing great in that role and they've won every game that they put him there so far uh, so, uh, in this road trip. Of course, road trip not being over. Still got the Blazers and Kings. Uh, so this this long Western Conference road trip. Well, I don't want to say long. About five games. But, you know, that's long when you're on the other side of the country. But uh, if you can come out of this road trip. I mean, look, they already have three wins, which is which is impressive. If you can go and, and win out this road trip, that is a huge sign. Uh, you can maybe even take over a top one or two spot in the East. That could help you out a little bit. But... Yeah, I've been super impressed by how the Sixers team has played and how they've gelled together. And, uh, you know, rotations aside, every, every player is doing their job. And, you know, 
Melton has has entered the starting lineup, and I'm not going to act like Melton's had a great couple of games in the starting lineup, you know, scoring six points, five, and then and zero one game, but his defense is solid. He's done what they've asked him to do, and it's allowed Maxie to come off and, and play great off the bench. So at the end of the day, Doc Rivers is a heavy, heavily criticized coach, and I, for a good reason, honestly, you know, you look at his history, but... He also has done some things well, clearly. He's been a coach for a long time. He's led a lot of teams to some big spots. And Doc Rivers, you know, he knows what he's doing at the end of the day. I think he's, you know, finally allowing one, like, this full team to come together. It's been a while since the Sixers have been able to really have this nucleus, uh, a healthy nucleus for an entire regular season with your your two superstars as returning players, um, even three superstars, four of your best players all returning, you know, just some key role players coming in and filling those extra spots. And even those role players coming in have experience with some of your players on the team. Guys like PJ Tucker, Montrose Harrell played with guys like James Harden. So, you know, you have this chemistry here, which is something the Sixers have always seemed to lack. And this is the best a Sixers team has looked all together in a long time, in my opinion. And I've really enjoyed watching them play basketball. But anyway, um, yeah, that that's my take is, you let Doc make the rotations that he wants to make um, until it seems problematic. Uh, it seems like because Maxi comes off the bench, you have more flexibility later in the game on who who can stay in the game. It seems like they always had Maxi and Harden, uh, Harden and Bead, or, or Harden Maxi. Any of that, the three, um, two of the three superstars on the court at the same time to end the game, which is something they struggled with in the past. So, hey, I've been a big fan of it. But anyway, as I mentioned. Uh, Looking ahead, uh, they got the Blazers and the Kings. Then their next two home games, Brooklyn Nets and Denver Nuggets. So they got a tough four-game stretch. You know, the Kings, not a team to overlook. Neither are the Blazers anymore, especially away. The Kings have been dominant, lighting that beam. But, yeah, it's just you got to finish out this road trip strong. you got all this momentum, all this energy. At that point, you got to feed into it because you're going to be tired. You're going to be fatigued. You're playing games every other night, traveling around the West Coast. Uh, but... If you can just finish this road trip off strong, then you get some games at home after that, get to recover a little bit. Look, they're not easy games, of course, that's Nuggets, but then you got the Magic twice, then you go on the road to play the Spurs, so a couple of games that they should win moving forward. So the Sixers look like they're in a really good spot to stay top three in the East and maybe even uh, take over one of those top spots, and I'm not saying it's easy. They're a half game back from the Bucks right now, but a good four and a half back from the Celtics. Be tough to catch them, but not too hard, honestly, to get back into that two seed. Uh, Giannis has been struggling in a couple games recently. The Bucks look, they're a great team, but Sixers are definitely hotter right now. And if you can squeeze into that that two seed, then you're looking at playing team like the, the Pacers, the Heat in that first round. But, I mean, even that three seed, the Knicks. So if you can secure a top three seed instead of, you know, having to play a team like the Cavs. That's a big, a big one. But I don't want to look too far into that because it's very early. You know, you still got about half the season left, so you don't know how the standards are going to play out. But I'm trying to keep this one really positive because I don't think there's many negatives uh, to say about this one. So I'm just going to leave this one here. Uh, Great, you know, Sixers are playing great. And that's, that's all I can say. They moved into the top five in the NBA's power rankings. So it's been a really fun time to be a Sixers fan and hoping uh, Embiid, Harden both get into the all-star team and hoping they can keep this up so as always thank you guys for listening and make sure to keep trusting that process